Welcome to the Perfume Making Podcast with me, Karen Gilbert. And in this episode, I'm talking to Lizzie Brooks of Thursday Fragrance, who is one of my alumni from the Artisan Perfumery Mastermind. And we talk all about her passion for perfumery, her journey into starting her brand and the inspiration behind her fragrances, plus some of the challenges she had along the way. So welcome, Lizzie. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Thank you. And we have got so much to talk about. And um, for let's get started by just for all of the listeners who are listening in. Can you just tell us a little bit about your background, like introducing yourself, your background and where people can find you online after the podcast if yeah. they want to find out more about your brand and yeah buy some of your fragrances hopefully yeah hopefully <laughs> yeah my my brand is called thursday fragrance and you can find it at thursdayfragrance.co.uk you can also find us on instagram and facebook and it's just under thursday fragrance pretty easy to find um so yeah that's where you'll you'll find me and i will put your links in the show notes as well by the way Oh, brilliant. That's great. Thank you. Um, yeah, a bit about me. Uh, I'm UK-based. I I started by studying psychology and I originally wanted to be um, a forensic psychologist, which is a completely different kettle of fish to what Well, what you say now. that, but it's quite interesting that what the skill set that you need to probably be a forensic psychologist. There are probably quite a few crossovers in perfumery, but yeah, sorry, carry on. That was smelling some very unpleasant things during that line of work. But <laughs> um, So yeah, I didn't, once I actually did the module on forensic psychology, because I went through my, well, sort of my adolescence thinking this is what I wanted to do. And I did the module and I realized, oh no, <laughs> this is actually way too creepy <laughs> for my liking. Um, so naturally I went into PR and marketing, the obvious. Next as you do step. as a yeah. side step from <laughs> exactly, forensic exactly. psychology into yeah. PR. <laughs> um, so and I'm still working in marketing now. So I still got a full-time marketing job, which I really, really like. I'm lucky that I enjoy it. Um, but it was actually a job that I didn't enjoy that got me to starting a brand. So in about 2020, I was in a job that I just, I'd been there ages and actually I'd enjoyed a lot of it, but it was kind of coming to the end. And I was really, I, I hate this. I'm just, I was despairing, you know, you know, that feeling when if you hate your job, you hate your life. <laughs> yeah. It it's so like much you're burn time. it all to the ground, don't you? Yeah, exactly. And there was one evening I was sitting with my partner and I was just, I can't do this. I can't carry on like this for the rest of my life. This is terrible. And I was saying, oh God, I wish if I could just start again and do anything, I wish I could be a perfumer. That's what I really want to do. But that ship has sailed. Like that's just not possible. So not did you possible. have thoughts of that when you were younger or where did that, where did that come from? When, why did you, that pop into your head? Um, I think I've just always, I've always really loved sniffing things. <laughs> no better way to Even if that. it's... Uh... <laughs> just investigating the world via yeah. scent, I guess. Just And I, I like me and my best friend, we would regularly sort of like late teens, early 20s, and actually probably we'd still do it now, to be honest, just go around a big department store if there's any left, but Selfridges or something, that was how, that was the treat. We'd go to Selfridges and just smell as many perfumes as we could. And we'd just talk about them and the different notes. And, oh, but wouldn't it be good if you put that one with that one instead? Like, what would that be like? So I always had that kind of 
interest in perfumery. Mm. I had never done any of it. And, and so thought, when you when you so when you had that idea, like I okay, if mm. I could do it all again, um, I would love to be a perfumer, but that ship has sailed. What what, what then what happened? I got because I was in a state of despair. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I had nothing to lose. So it's like, you know what, sod it. There might be another way of going about this. You know, I'm, I don't speak French. I've not done a chemistry degree. I've not been born into like a, a perfume dynasty or anything. But there must be another way. There obviously are artisan perfumers doing it, independent perfumers. So how, how could I do this? Is this possible? And what would it actually look like? Um, so, yeah, I sort of started investigating um, I actually kind of figured out that what I thought would have been my dream actually really wouldn't be like the idea of working for a big corporate company again um, and being given really tight briefs, so to speak, um, and tight budgets. I would end up feeling the same way I felt in my marketing job at the time, like just frustrated, like you want me to be creative, but I'm not unleashed <laughs> Yeah. And that's really interesting you say that because back in the day when I was working at IFF, I was in a similar situation and I was just like, oh, do I want to carry on being an evaluator or do I want to be a perfumer? And because I was working actually in the industry, in that yeah. corporate, in the role that I was in, I looked at all of the pressure and the the tightness of the briefs and yeah. actually a lot of the perfumers who are, you know, the the big business of the fragrance industry, and mm. this is like not many people know this outside. So for anybody listening out there, a lot of the work that's done, especially in the, the department I was working on, was all in laundry detergent, fabric conditioner, yeah. toilet cleaner, uh, yeah. covering matters in air, <laughs> you know, air fresheners. And it just wasn't what people think of as being this, you know, creative perfumer wafting around. Yeah. So I'm totally with you on that. That's why I kind of decided to go the route I did as well. But yeah, yeah so, so you thought, oh, no, I don't want to do that. That's not yeah. very glamorous. So then what? Oh, I want to be the artist. I want to actually yeah. make the things I want to make. So when I, once I sort of figured that out, I, I can't remember at what point I found you and artisan perfumery <laughs> mastermind but that was like okay this looks really good this looks like it gives me a really good insight into like all different aspects of this industry that I have just got no clue about yeah <laughs> so, so what so when you first started to when you realized that you wanted hmm. to do it and you wanted to do it as a business maybe um, can you like what difficulties or challenges were you having at the time that made you look for someone to learn from I just I was wise enough to know that I knew nothing if you know what I mean yeah. <laughs> um, and I just had no clue how to start and one of the things that did kind of play on my mind um because I'm slightly aware of compliance generally because I used to work in insurance so yeah. I was very it was a highly regulated industry so I had enough insight to know that this is going to be really regulated and if I don't know what I'm doing uh, there could be a problem. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hopefully not. But you know, they I'm glad. Could... <laughs> I'm glad some people do think like that because I think there's a lot of a lot of people out there that just don't even think, and they just yeah. you know, you do see little bits and pieces in markets and on Etsy and what have you, and you think, oh my god, you know, if only they knew that they they, you yeah. know, they probably haven't complied with a lot of regulations. True, it's so true, and. I always say because I worked in the marketing side of things, I was always really hyper aware of what 
I, whenever I was writing any copy or, you know, putting a new event or whatever together, I was aware that, yes, you've got to big it up, but it's got to be factually correct. You can't put an ad out with yeah. something, you know, that's not true on it. So I was always really aware of that. So I knew that I had to really understand what I was doing just to feel comfortable because I wouldn't be able to market something if I didn't, if it wasn't true. I just feel yeah, so, yeah. so, so uncomfortable. And actually, one of the things that I remember being most amazed about when I was doing the course was that. You, you can say any old notes in your fragrance. <laughs> they don't actually have to be in there. It's like, what? This is a whole new world. <laughs> yeah, I think it's one of those things that most people don't understand, don't, sort of don't realize at first. And it's one of the mm. things that I'm really passionate about. As you know, I, I bang on about stuff like that all the time. And I remember, you know, when I was back in the day, you know, we were submitting fragrances to clients for briefs for all sorts. And you have to come up with a, a description that that sells it, that paints that olfactory picture to the client mm. yeah. or, you know, or the customer who might not understand what those ingredients smell like. They, they, you know, it's just really create, you know, you have to get creative to get the impression of that yeah. fragrance across. And especially online, you know, like yeah. where people are, are sort of sometimes just taking a bit of a punt. So that, you know, that comes I in really handy. Much more on board of it now. Like I've kind of got my head around it. But like previously, I was thinking, no, I'm just going to be exactly like it's got this in it. So this is the note. End of. Yeah. <laughs> and and so yeah. you realise that you had to sort of romanticise it a bit. And yeah, I and think use... there was one example you've given before that was something like, you know, uh, laundry detergent that has got the aroma of orchid pearl. Like, yeah, it was it was one that? of the examples. I think, God, I don't even know if that was a real thing that we worked on. But I remember back in the day, I think it I don't know which company it was, Lenore or Comfort or whoever it was that we're working on. And they launched a range and it had a black bottle. Yeah. And the fragrance brief or the notes for that were sort of midnight orchid or black pearl and I think probably yeah. in that little snippet in one of the Q&A calls I probably merged the two together mm. but yeah you know obviously it's a fabric conditioner and yeah. it's not going to have pearls in it and it's not going to have what does a pearl even smell like <laughs> even if midnight orchids exist you know like it's not going to have that so yeah you have to be pretty um creative with your descriptions and for if you're a customer buying know that this is the idea is to get that impression across to you yeah. so you understand what it might smell like not necessarily that we've just you know squeezed the juice of a an orchid into the bottle <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah so you got on board with that, that. yeah <laughs> sorry say again yeah so you got on board with um you know, being like having a bit of creative yes. license in your descriptions. Yeah. And um, yeah, so um, you you kind of got underway. You did the, pro when did you do, when did you start the program? Like, it's beginning of 2020. So 2020, yeah, we had a, a, a lot of people actually, it was really interesting. 2020 was a really interesting year um, in the program, actually, in the mm. Artisan Perfumery Mastermind, because I think we had a lot of people who were, reassessing their life choices at yeah. that time because it was crazy nobody knew what was going on in the world everything felt like it was just you know it was like <laughs> doomsday and I think a lot of people actually thought do you know what do I really enjoy what I'm doing in my life yeah 
and what would I do differently if the world's going to end tomorrow, if it's all going to, you know, what what did I really, really want to do? And, you know, we've had a few people in there who joined in 2020 mm. and completely changed their life path. Love that. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes total sense. I can completely understand why, you know, that's the time that you'd, you'd get a bit of an influx. Although there was a point, uh, you know, in the, in the midst of COVID, when there is all this talk of, you know, losing your sense of smell, I was like, yeah. oh, Lord, what if like 90% of the world get this and then none of us can even smell a perfume? <laughs> <laughs> but luckily... Well, fortunately, that didn't happen. Yeah. So, you know, it's a big thing. It's a massive milestone for you to go from really not knowing anything yeah. apart from, you know, your love of perfume and smelling everything that you possibly could to actually launching a brand. So, you know, what impact has this, you know, launching the brand? So when did you launch? It was uh, February 2023. So, 20, which... so it was, so it is this year. Yeah, it's really, really good news to know because people always ask me, oh, well, you know, how long is it going to take? Because, you know, there is this, you know, thing in the, the fragrance industry that it takes 10 years and you've got to go through this particular path. And I found actually in the mastermind that if people put the work in, and put the effort in and really mm. want to do it. I have had people launch within the sort of, you know, 18 months. But wow. I, would, I would say generally, a, a you know, like a, a two two to three year tra trajectory yeah. is actually quite good because yeah. it gives you enough time to really be confident in what you're doing, develop a few fragrances yeah. And, you know, start building the back end, you know, like the the webs, you know, the back end and the infrastructure and gathering, you know, the confidence in in sort of I think getting the customer base on board. Exactly. Really. It. Yeah. I think that I had this idea that I potentially could do it sooner than that. Yeah. But actually, just I think things happen when they happen. And you, you don't you don't want to wait for everything to be exactly perfect. But you do need to feel some comfort in actually I'm happy with what I'm putting out or broadly happy I remember actually there's something that you talk about as well that's you, you can just go on forever making tweaks and adjustments to your fragrances <laughs> so there was I was just no no it's done it's done put it to bed stop thinking about it. it's done um and like even like that yeah website stuff that took a long time um compliance that took a long time getting my head around that um, so it was slower than I thought it would be. But I think actually just things happen when they happen. You just got to let them flow, so to speak. Yeah. And so um, so what do you could you share like the impact that starting this business and, and you know, creating this whole new brand and, and life for yourself has had on your personal life and your professional oh, life, actually? Covering a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Good or bad? <laughs> I have no time like this isn't a complaint actually it, I, I'm gonna sound like I'm moaning but I'm not because I actually I really love it I love it so much if you didn't love it you couldn't do it because it I, I have no time there is no wiggle room so I'm, I mentioned to you like on on email I think that I've been ill recently I, I did actually <laughs> succumb to the COVID eventually and um, so I kind of took it was almost three weeks I was just kind of out and there's no one that picks that up because I'm kind of I'm basically doing it on my own my partner yeah. really really supports me and does help me a lot 
and I've like one of my best friends helps me with the website, but I'm essentially on my own. So if you kind of like I've been pushing because I've been really busy generally. And you've got a full time job as well, right? Yes. Yeah. Full time. Yeah. So that's double hard. Yeah. Yeah. So like for, this is just one example of the mess that I found myself in. And um, I was trying to prepare some PR for um, Magic and Science, one of my fragrances. And really, I was kind of looking at it as like a bit of a, it's more of an autumny, wintry type of fragrance in my mind. But, you know, for PR purposes, it is. Um, and I really needed to start doing that stuff in August. Yeah. Um, or if not before, but I hadn't. And I thought, it's okay, I, I can still do it. I can still do it. I'm going to, I'll make it. And then I got ill. And that ship sails. <laughs> yeah. I've tried to pick it up again. Like I've been working sort of all hours, but you know, you will, you will miss things. Like, yeah. And I suppose you're, how, how do you think that your background in marketing um, has, has helped you actually? It, do you know what? It feels like a completely different kettle of fish when it's your own thing. And especially when it's your own thing that you're marketing and it's come this sounds really cringy but it's come from your heart <laughs> like it's yeah. like it's part of my creativity and it's like the inside of my brain in the form of a fragrance it feels really vulnerable really, yeah. really vulnerable. and that took me quite a long time to kind of get over it. and in fact I'm not over it I'm not sure if I'll ever really be over it but I yeah. just have to just push through it and be okay with it because um, otherwise I'm not getting anything done. I won't sell yeah. anything, so I've got to do it. But yeah, I, I, I do think it's it really does feel like a different kettle of fish when it's your own thing. So if you're mar- so you're doing PR and marketing for other brands, it it feels easier. But if you are kind of putting yourself out there, you yeah. found that a lot tougher. It's, it's interesting really tough. because I've I've had quite a few people in the mastermind who have got a marketing background. Oh. Actually, I found that the people that tend to do best, like get something launched mm. and out there, are the people who have marketing experience. Because I, I do think that it, it's it's one of those funny things that people think, oh, you know, you know, and I'm not saying it's easy to make perfume. It can be a simple process to learn it, but actually to create something that you're happy with, that the, you know, that Mm. works, that sells, you know, that can be a complex process. But I think what people, it's all very well making a perfume that you love and other people love. But Mm. actually, I think what a lot of people find is the hurdle to get over is getting it out into the world and understanding how to market something. So I do think that even though it feels difficult, more difficult because it's your own product, mm. I do think that if you do have some experience in marketing, it's it's just like one less thing to learn. That's true, actually. Yeah, that is true. And so I saw that you had, um, and I saw because I got tagged in it, the uh, the interview with Stefan yeah, he did um, a review. Yeah. yeah, which was lovely. So um, so nice. how did you, so just some, you know, things to share from your journey. Did you, what, how did you get it, get it out there? So you've got your, you've developed your fragrances and what was your, I suppose, path to getting your products out there? So it's, it's all online um, and predominantly I use Instagram to get yeah. it out there. Um, Because it's just a really easy platform to use. I have tried Pinterest, actually, and I've just not really got on well with it. And I might give that another go because I've heard so many people talking about that being good 
for fragrance and perfumery. So I might, that's on the back burner for the moment. It's at the bottom of the many, many things yeah. I want to do, but it, it might come back up again. But yeah, predominantly it's Instagram and then you can connect to Facebook via yeah. Instagram. So it, you know, goes on the two platforms, but yeah, it's, it is predominantly Instagram. And um, did you connect with bloggers and? No, it's really so bad. People find you. Yeah, well, you know, I sort of followed my friends and got my friends to follow me. <laughs> Only yeah. a few of them. There's not, it's not that many. Um, and then I advertised. So I would, for instance, the first fragrance that I kind of, I actually launched with them all at the same time because I wanted to be able to do discovery sets. Yeah, so the three fragrances. So if you just, can yeah. you share what they are just for people listening? Yeah, so there's one called Marzi. Um, which is kind of inspired by marzipan, but marzipan doesn't have a really strong smell. So it's kind of got just an almondy, cherry uh, yeah. kind of I remember smell. seeing pictures of Battenberg cake. Yes, yes, well, it's which, Battenberg. For yeah. those of you listening overseas, I know we do have a very international um, audience on the podcast. Battenberg cake is a quite an English thing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it is. So it's a, it's kind of... How would you describe it? It's like a block of cake that's got a brick. It's like a brick and it's got four squares almost like put together with yellow. It's like a checkerboard, like yellow and pink Mm -hmm. um, alternate. And it's wrapped in a icing, I suppose. It's marzipan. It's It's marzipan. Right. Of course it is. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I've seen a picture of Battenberg cake. So if you want to know, if you're listening, you think what's Battenberg cake? Go it's have delicious. a look on <laughs> Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. So Marzi, and then you've got. And then I've got About Time. About time. Yeah. Very funny, fantastic, um, which is sort of based on time. <laughs> and then the third one is Magic and Science. I love the name. I love the idea behind that. So tell me a bit more about Magic and Science. I mean, t- yeah. About Time, is that that's very fresh, citrusy, herbal yeah, holiday? It's a fresh, yeah, that's Sorry. exactly it. Yeah. It was kind of inspired by um, years and years ago. Actually, this is kind of how, when I really kind of clocked that aroma really meant something to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I was on holiday about, I think it was probably about 20 years ago, a long time ago, um, on a Greek island. And I was sort of trampling about up a mountain. It's not really hiking. It was more trampling about. Um, and it was beautiful. Like I was on holiday, so I was in a nice mindset anyway. Um, the view was stunning, like shimmering sea, clear blue sky, slight breeze. Um, you know, it was gorgeous. But the smell just elevated the whole experience. So I probably stepped on a few wild herbs or something or brushed past them, or they just got really hot in the sun. So they were just, the smell of them was just wafting up. And I felt almost high. Like, I just, oh yeah, my God, I'm so lucky to be alive. Like, this. I was just so delighted with the situation. And that's when it really sort of hit home for me that if you took away the smell from this, this would be beautiful and it'd be great and it'd be lovely and I'd still really appreciate it. But the smell just made it. Yeah. So that just has stayed with me for 20 odd years. <laughs> so that's yeah. what inspired the fragrance about time. Fab. And um, so the other one, is it science and magic or magic and magic science? Magic and science. Magic yeah. and science. Okay, then, so what's the inspiration behind that? Well, the name and the inspiration are slightly different. Actually, this is the one that's most difficult to explain because it's a little bit more woo. Yeah. Um, but magic is why I like it. <laughs> <laughs> it is. The name comes from the fact that this is what smelling is like to me. It's magic. Like I feel like it's magical. 
How lucky. I'm sorry. I sound like such a loser talking about this. I'm so excited by it. How lucky that we've got like a little gas detector on our face. We want to smell all these amazing things. Like it's awesome to me. Like it really is awesome. It's like magic. I think anyone listening to this podcast will be totally with you on that. You know, yeah, you're preaching to the choir here. Like we yeah. all, all get that nobody's going to think that you're a loony or a loser for for thinking that because, you know, it's we're all here for under, the same I reason. I think it's such a, sorry, it's Karen, magical. Yeah, it's such an underrated sense as well. Like, obviously, of course, I appreciate all my other senses hugely. But it's always the one that if you ask someone, oh, God, if you had to lose a sense, which one would you lose? It's always the one that people pick. But, you know, it's it's so important to our well-being and our emotions and, and to our safety as well, really. Yeah. It's, I find it just fascinating and phenomenal. And, yeah, it, it's just science, isn't it, really? It's yeah, so, it, of so, course, it's, it's yeah. all science <laughs> and it feels like magic. And so mm-hmm. how did you then turn that into? Because into the, how did that inspire the, the ingredients? And the well, materials? it didn't really. It's just kind of those okay. two, like the two things got put together. But in terms of the scent itself, um, there was, I went for a bit of a phase. I actually don't even know if this tea exists anymore, but there was this specific tea that I really liked. Um, and it was kind of, I can't remember the name of it either. It was like a really sweet name. It was like an, an evening tea that would help you to like unwind and relax. Yeah. And it was like dream, moonshine dream or something, some like sort yeah. of lovely sort of sweet name. Um, and it had... Uh, it had lavender in it. I think it had a little bit of um, violet in it and some, I think it had a citrus peel in it. I'm not mm. sure which one. Um, and although it doesn't, the, the fragrance and the tea, they don't smell alike really at all. Um, that's what inspired it. So those like, combination of things, I thought yeah. that works really nice, nicely. And I just wanted something that was kind, kind of, embodied the nighttime and yeah. sort of relaxation and feeling nice and calm so that's kind of the and I also had this idea of because to me I've got a bit of the old synesthesia which I think a lot of yeah. perfumers do have so this this tea it it tasted purple to me yeah so I, understand I wanted that. to make a fragrance that smelled purple. Purple. So, no, I totally get that. Yeah. I think a lot of people will. I, you know, this is a very weird kind of niche mm. we find ourselves yeah. in. That actually, <laughs> if you just went down the pub and started talking to random people about it, they might give you a bit of a funny look. But anyone listening to this podcast, anyone listening to the podcast, anyone yeah. who is, you know, you're talking to about this on Instagram, we get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we kind of. I mean, I know what purple smells like, um, and I I get what purple tastes like as well. Mm. So um, that's brilliant. I love it. my, I'm talking to my people here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You're totally talking to yeah. your people. So, um, yeah, so that's amazing. So I'm really proud of you for for actually getting it. Oh. You know, doing the work, and you know, I'm proud of all my alumni and. Yeah. Getting, you know, getting it done and actually putting something out there in the world, because I do, you know, I understand what you say when it is very vulnerable to do that. And it's one of the reasons why I talk about mindset so much in the program and we do have the mindset 
mindset magic yeah. <laughs> um, course in there because I think you know we can you can study as much as you want you can learn as much as you want you can make things that you love and other people love but unless you've and that that imposter syndrome I suppose some people call it that vulnerability that nervousness mm-hmm. of putting your stuff out there for other people to judge it kind of never goes away and this is just a tip for everyone out there it doesn't matter how successful you are there are, there's always going to be someone that doesn't like what you do obviously and there's always going to be somebody who your your fragrances or your products are not for and that's fine but there's always going to be this little you know we're always our own worst critics i think yeah um and so managing that mindset and that feeling of fear and vulnerability when you're putting something out there um, is so important. So what do you do if you, if oh. anybody's listening to this and they're like, oh, I really want to do this, but I'm not sure. And, you know, what would, what would you suggest? Actually, it's something that you said that has really, really resonated with me. And I use this in my everyday life and I keep saying it to people as well. And it must be quite annoying for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's about imperfect action. Something is better than nothing. Just start. So that really, I don't know why this sunk in so much to me, but it really did. And I kind of just thought, is this exactly how I want it? Maybe not. It doesn't matter. I can change that in the future. Nothing, you know, it's my own, it's my own brand. It's my own company. I can change whatever I want, whenever I want, you know, budgets and whatever I was allowing, but just do it. Just don't, don't be scared. It won't be as perfect as you want it to be. Just accept that, accept that and just crack on, jump in, do it anyway, do it anyway. Because like you just said, it's not going to be for everyone. So even if you've got this idea of exactly what you want to achieve and you actually manage to do that, there's still going to be people that don't like it anyway and think, oh, that could have been better, that could have been different. So just just do it. Some action is better than no action. (laughs) And so um, would those be your words of wisdom or encouragement for anyone wanting to start or have you got any anything else that you would share I think that would be my main thing yeah I really do and just really enjoy it it shouldn't be stressful this is like it's such a lovely thing to do it's really such a joyful lovely thing to do you don't have to be a tortured artist about it (laughs) you can just love it just love it Absolutely. And I just think just as a reminder for everyone, you know, I've seen interviews with, you know, perfumers who we all look at as, you know, they've had like 20 years experience, 30 years experience, the industry. And, you know, they still probably have doubt about what they're putting out into the world as well. And also something that most people don't realize is that if you're a perfume, if you're a perfumer working for a big fragrance house, you have to submit your work to the evaluators and your work might not get picked. And even if it does get picked, it gets put forward to the client. You're in competition with maybe four or five other fragrance houses as well. And so if you're working in the industry, very few of your fragrances that you create will ever see the light of day. And I think as an independent, as an artisan, perfumer and who's in control of what you put out like yes you're probably going to make hundreds of trials and modifications and ideas that come in you know don't pan out to anything but actually everything that you put out into the world is 
your choice and it's not reliant on someone picking you know the winner if you like and actually the other thing you know there are going to be review good reviews online there are going to be bad reviews there are going to be as you say people who like your stuff people that don't and actually it always reminds me so as a word of inspiration I suppose for from my perspective to everybody out there and and to you as well you know when I always think about the um, perfumes A to Z guide by Luca Turin if anyone if you've ever read that and so for those of you who haven't read it it's a brilliant like um, little review mini reviews of so many different fragrances that are on the market and he's quite scathing in them uh, with a lot of perfumes of you know that are bestsellers that have been around for years that have been created by you know, huge perfumers and and big fragrance houses, you know, get a slating review and a one star. So even top perfumers with like many years of experience can still have bad reviews and people still don't like their stuff. So I don't think, I think that's probably the one thing that, you know, don't let that put you off. So you've got to ask yourself, do you like, think about the big kind of commercially successful fragrances that everyone has worn at some stage do you like all of them probably not like there's a, a specific chanel fragrance that was really huge that i can't stand but it's chanel <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know it, it swings and roundabouts isn't it if one's exactly you just and try not to worry about it <laughs> exactly and keep doing what you're doing keep doing it because you love it and so um out of your range at, that you've got at the moment um, what's what's your favorite? What's your 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 favorite? Can you can you give a, a favorite to your children? <laughs> I really like about time on my partner. So when he yeah. wears that, I always think, oh my god, did I? Make that? That's really good. <laughs> it doesn't smell that good on me. <laughs> and that's a thing, isn't it? It's not every fragrance is for everyone. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. Um, and for me, what would you wait to think? Sorry. What one do you wear the most? Magic and science. Yeah. Magic and science. Um, the Marzi, I really like it, but I've got to be in a specific sort of frame of mind for it. And also I, it needs to be cold. For some reason, I need to feel cold to wear it. I don't know why. But, well, yeah, it's because if it's a quite, is it quite a sweet, if it's quite a sweet, quite sweet I haven't smelt them, by the way, but I'll, um, yeah, I'll have to get a little, I'll order a little discussion <laughs> from you because, yeah, I, I, yeah, we've got so many, so many fragrances out there on the market that, you know, it's hard to keep up sometimes. But and this is also something to keep in mind that there is something for everyone out there mm. and there is place, a place for every everyone who's doing something niche, who's doing something different, because fragrance does connect so differently yeah so many different people and so can you so can you see um you you say you've got another job now that not the job that you hated you've got nice love (laughs) you love and can you ever see yourself going full-time in in the business um not at the moment it's it's less than a year and it's kind of it's pretty much paying for itself which is really nice that's amazing well done yeah Yeah, within a year within the year that's so good yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it is great, but I I'm, I don't know that I'll ever really be able to make a living from it. Um, it's a, it's a bit of a catch twenty two because to really kind of boost it, 
I need more time. So which means I'd have to leave my current job. It's, you know, I, I haven't quite got my head around that yet. I'm not ready to make yeah. And I think, ready to make that. And I think that, yeah, you're just a year in. And I remember when I started my first business, which actually was, yeah, it was a retail store. Mm. And it was um, while I was working full time, actually, at Neil's Yard. And I had someone. And I, I think you get to a place where. There, there can be a, a place at a time in your life, in your business, where you could jump in too soon. Yeah. I, I am a very firm believer in people having a backup. I mean, maybe it's because my nan always used to tell me, oh, you know, you got to have something to fall back on, you know, if it doesn't work. Out. Yeah. And um, yeah, I had, in, yeah, when I did my, it started my business, I was working full time and then I gradually cut my hours down and I transitioned that way. And I do think that, people have if if you want to start doing something like this keep that in mind and there is no shame in having a job a full-time job to make a living whilst you get your business up and running and then you will get to that that difficult place but you where it will be like actually I haven't got time to grow this and then yeah. you can make a choice you know because not everyone wants to be you know the le- next massive you know L'Oreal or Estee Lauder or get bit totally. bought out by LVMH you know there's some people you know you just want a really nice lifestyle business that can make you a bit of money or maybe as a side hustle or maybe yeah. just something as a hobby business that makes pays for itself like you say yeah. or that maybe one day you know you'll transition out of your career yeah. job and do that full time and you know there is there's no right or wrong yeah, I remember quite early on, I think, in the artisan perfumery mastermind course. <laughs> Almost forgot the name of it then. <laughs> um, I think there was a section in there about work out what you want, what are you trying to achieve here? What do you want it to look like? And that really did make me think. And I kind of came to the conclusion, this says a lot about my mindset at the time, so I hated the job I was in, that... I just wanted to wake up and feel excited about what I was going to do that day. And that's, all. And you know, if I could make enough money to live, that would be brilliant. But my main aim was to wake up and not feel like, oh, my God, I don't want to do this. A sense of feel existential like, dread. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I just wanted to like, wake up and feel excited. Like, I get to do this today. And that's happened. That has actually happened. So that's fine. And that's so amazing because there are there are so many people who don't take that plunge and, you know, don't feel confident enough. And I'm so glad that you did. Well, it's all um, thanks to you. Well, <laughs> I didn't, you know, you know, I can teach people, but I can't do the work for you. You put in the work, you put in the, you know, the the time, the effort, and actually took the action. But something I was it. thinking about, like in preparation for this, something I was thinking that I really, really appreciated about the course is that you're not really spoon fed. You're given the information and then you have to go out and work at it or find out more or you know you've got to do it on your own but the thing that I really loved about it is you always made it seem doable like you were quite well you are very empowering like you you can do this this is find outable this is work throughable so I really felt like oh my god this is this is really complex this is too much 
I always felt like, okay, that's hard, um, but I I can do it. I can do it. And that's yeah. thanks to the way you've you've kind of, you know, taught the course, really. Thank you. That's re- it's really important to me with anybody coming into this that I think there are two types of people that 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 sort of approach me I suppose there are people who want to be spoon-fed and they want formulations and they want to copycat like fragrances that are out there and have long formulations and we have actually you know I don't know if you've been in the group recently but we've been sharing a few we're talking through long what we call long formulations Mm -hmm. that industry that have got you know, lots and lots of ingredients. Now, if, it, you know, if you give those formulations to somebody right at the beginning with no knowledge, it's, it, you know, it feels undoable because yeah. it's like, oh my God, like, how am I even going to get there? And how do so I even my, pronounce them? <laughs> right, exactly. So my philosophy is, okay, learn, here's, here's the theory and go out, explore your materials think about just one project, like one project at a time, you know, you do. And this is one of the things that we're going to be doing um, in the, the, uh, well, it's actually in the scent design challenge that I'm sure you've done before as well. The, it's like one project at a time, you know, rather than thinking, oh, I've got to buy, you know, 200 materials and spend five years or two years learning them before yeah. I even start mixing anything, think about an idea that you have that that you're passionate about. Research the materials for that project. Go through the program. Look at all the theory that of the how-to stuff. Yeah. Actually apply it to your own idea as you're going through. Yeah. And that's where you get that quick win. Yeah. And I think it's so important for people to get a little bit of a quick win rather than thinking oh my god you know I've got to learn so many it's things. intimidating yeah it is and I yeah. think that is really the key you know I like simple and I like people to feel like they can do it and I'm glad thank you for sharing that because I'm glad that I'm glad it's working, it's working. <laughs> working. Yeah. brilliant well thank you so much Lizzie thank for you. um for being with me I love talking to my students and alumni and people who've done the program before and who've, who've put something out there. So um, thank you so much for coming thank on. You. It's been a pleasure. And thank you for everything. Really. <laughs> You're very welcome. And good luck um, with, you know, any, well, with the, the fragrances that you've got. And have you got anything else in the pipeline? I've got a few ideas brewing. Actually, this this is a problem. The, running the business, you kind of get bogged down with the business stuff and you have to really make time to be like, okay, I need to set aside a day at least to be creative. So that's coming up soon, creative yeah, day. Yeah, I mean, and I can see like your, your um, <laughs> make time fragrance being on yeah. your pin board <laughs> as a mantra as well. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think that's one of the things. It's like in any creative business where you are creating mm-hmm. anything, whether it's product, whether it's writing books, whether it's creating content, you know, you still have to make that, you, you know, you need to kind of like map out, uh, you know, that time for deep work. As There's a really great book by a guy called Cal Newport called Deep Work. Um, which I would recommend any creative person has. And his philosophy is 
the only way that you will move forward in any creative pursuit, whether it's business or hobby or whatever, is to actually time block at least two hours of, you know, sacred time that that is just not movable. Yeah. And everything else revolves around that. And I think obviously it's harder if you've got a job, you've got family. But yeah, once the business gets underway, it's like if you haven't got, I think that's what stops people actually as well, because it's all lovely to be in the creative flow and the creative process and making all of the lovely things. But actually when you launch it, there are, there's all the other bits. There's yeah, the, definitely. you know, there's the labels to order, the packaging, the website, the accounts to do, there's the regulatory stuff, um, which isn't so fun. Um, yeah. But yeah, always make sure that you, you kind of, that's that what I'm doing this weekend. Yourself <laughs> for your creative process. Otherwise, you end up getting bogged down. And also, don't feel like you have to. You're not one of the big guys. You don't have to put out, you know, 20 flankers a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, in the yeah. old days of perfumery, some famous perfumers, fragrance houses, they they didn't put out even one fragrance a year. Yeah. You know, you don't have to launch with a massive collection. Some people are really prolific and some people are not. And I think yeah. there's, you know, it's whatever fits in with your way of working and your lifestyle. Yeah, definitely. We'll see how it pans out. See how it goes. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you so much, as I said before. And um, thank you so much to everyone for listening to the podcast. If you want to get in touch with Lizzie, I will put her details and the Thursday Fragrance website link in the show notes. Um, So for those of you who are listening on either Apple or Spotify, you just scroll down to the bottom show notes and the link, the clickable links will be there. And I will see you, well, speak to you on the next episode. So thanks for joining us and I'll speak to you next time. Bye.